0: Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 75, Doc's Scandal, Part 1, Trump. Okay, apparently there is some entity or some higher power out there, I don't know, that doesn't want me to do podcasts when I plan to do them because they keep throwing stuff in my path that causes me to take a detour from what I had planned on doing, and instead I have to cover something else. Well, I don't have to, but I feel like maybe I should. The big thing that you have probably heard about in the last 24 hours or so has been more on the classified documents scandal. I guess we can call it scandals now because President Joe Biden has apparently at some point or another had some uh, documents in his possession and they were located in areas where I guess they shouldn't be. And for the better part of two years, we've been hearing about former President Donald Trump's into the classified documents scandal and it's kind of amazing how many people are comparing the two which I get the comparison kind of but there are basic facts that really completely change the whole situation so just kind of as an oversight quickly Donald Trump had over 325 documents that were in his possession of those somewhere around 60 of them were top secret including a few that had such a highly uh, secret classification to them that they could not be taken out of a specific area when someone was authorized to see this particular document or documents they had to do so, do so in a specified area they couldn't take it to their office or you know take it to a library to look at or anything like that it had to be in a room with like one door, no windows, no telephones. You couldn't even carry your cell phone in there, certainly no cameras, no briefcases, purses, anything like that. Uh, Apparently you were searched uh, before you went in and you were searched when you came out. If you took notes while you were in there, you had to leave the notes behind. You could not take the notes with you and there was someone stationed outside the door of the little room that you were in with this document to make sure nobody entered the room while the document was out and when you left the room that the document was still in the room and it was handled uh, appropriately put back where it belonged by authorized personnel who had permission to handle the document and the person was searched again to make sure that they didn't have uh, you know, a hidden camera or I don't know any, no way to document anything that you could take out of the room with you which tells me it's something that is more than just top secret it's like <laughs> nobody needs to know unless you happen to be among just a handful. So, uh, the, the documents that Donald Trump had were found at his Mar-a-Lago residence slash resort. And apparently he had an office there at Mar-a-Lago. And... He is, Donald Trump is currently under investigation for obstruction, and the National Archives, where these documents were supposed to be stored according to law, reached out to Trump's people, his lawyers, initially and said, hey, there's some stuff missing, we need Trump or somebody to look for this stuff, and it needs to be returned. In Joe Biden's case, there are approximately 10 documents, more or less, I guess more. They were found in two different locations. Uh, Some were found at his uh, private office. I guess it's a former private office in Washington, D.C., and the others were found at one of his homes in Delaware. Some of them are top secret. We don't know what the cl- you know classification is. Biden has said that he is cooperating fully with the powers that be looking into this matter. And Biden's lawyers apparently found the documents or Biden's people found the documents and alerted his lawyers and his lawyers contacted the National Archives. Apparently, in Biden's case, the National Archives were not looking for these documents. Trump's documents date back to the time when he was president of the United States, that unfortunate period of time. And Biden's documents apparently date back to when he was vice president during the Obama administration. The big difference here, of course, is the National Archives was looking for the stuff that Trump had, and they were not looking for the stuff that Biden has. So that tells me perhaps the stuff that Biden had may have been classified at one time, but it isn't any longer. We don't know, this is a fresh story. So there's a lot of details that just haven't been made available yet. But I do know that back during, I think it was must have been 2016, when Trump and Hillary Clinton were running for the presidency, WikiLeaks had released a ton of stuff. And it seems to me that in amongst some of the things that WikiLeaks had released were some... Classified uh, top secret documents. And I'm not sure at what level, but I remember that I was in a group at Facebook, on Facebook at the time, and members of the group would go into the WikiLeaks stuff, or they would share stuff that somebody else had posted, you know, how stuff gets spread around on social media. And there were a few times that people would post something in the group that would say top secret or classified or whatever. And I couldn't tell you what it was. I figured that it probably wasn't classified any longer because it's on Facebook. And it seems to me that if there's actually a classified document on a website like Facebook, that Facebook would be... (laughs) pretty prompt to take it down once they were notified that it was there. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it was, but uh, I'm just wondering because there have been classified documents leaked in the past. Is it possible that some of the stuff that Biden had may have been in just a copy off the internet that a staffer saw and thought, Oh, Joe ought to see this. And they ran off a copy, handed it to him and he, stuck it in a drawer or something, who knows. I'm not suggesting that that's the case. I'm just saying we we don't know the situation yet. So I thought I would give you a timeline, a breakdown of the Trump situation as well as the Biden situation as we know it today to show the contrasts between the two situations because some of the news media is almost making it sound like, well, the fact that Biden has these documents should, well, you know, you can't hold Trump responsible for anything now. It's kind of amazing how they've jumped on it and uh, acted like it's the exact same thing, when in reality, there is nothing further from the truth. So let's go over the time frame here Uh, with the Trump situation. This may turn out to be a two-part episode. I may have to split it up and do Trump on this episode and do Biden on the next one. I'm not sure how much time it's going to take. So I'll let you know. At the end of this podcast obviously if i need to do a second one to cover biden so we're going to go back tonight to 2021 january 18th at this point we have to remember that trump had been denying ever since the election took place in november that he lost And as a result, he wasn't taking the normal steps that an outgoing president would take to get the White House ready for the incoming president and to get his personal belongings ready to be moved out. And of course, there are other governmental agencies that need to come in and deal with Things as well when you've got a president leaving, their stuff has to be removed, and in a very very short period of time, literally just hours, an entire staff comes in and moves furniture, and repaints, and cleans, and changes draperies, and it's like a huge ordeal to get the old president's stuff out and bring in the stuff that the new president wants. Trump was late in getting started on all of this because he continued to deny that he had lost the election. And we now know based on information from the January 6th committee had pretty much planned on just staying, even if he had to (laughs) commit a coup and overthrow the government to stay. So by January 18th, he only had two days left. And at this point, his attorneys and I guess his maybe some of his family members, is there anybody in his family that's truly sane enough to say, uh, hey, daddy, <laughs> you need to get the heck out. Maybe Ivanka. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure Donald and Melania were running around like Crazy trying to get stuff packed and make sure that everything was ready for Joe and Jill Biden to move in. Yeah. <laughs> so, two days left in Trump's presidency on January 18th, 2021. And they had begun to box up things to make arrangements to have them moved. And on This date, January 18th, there were boxes that uh, contained documents, among other things, that were moved from the White House to Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida. That is where he resides during the winter months, and he had an office there as well. And that was pretty much it. They got out and all was said and done. The White House got super cleaned and repainted and all of that. And then on January 6th, the National Archives, which is known as NARA, and uh, NARA, of course, stands for the National Archives and Records Administration. NARA had, at this point, identified some missing presidential records from the Trump administration. And they made a request for those missing records on May 6, 2021. And it's not clear if there was any kind of a response from Trump but the National Archives indicates that it made further requests between the initial one on May 6th all the way through December of 2021. <laughs> so for, what, the better part of seven months, eight months, they were requesting that these presidential records that were missing be Returned or be provided to NARA. And at some point in December of 2021, apparently later in the month, NARA was informed that there were 12 boxes that had been located and were ready for retrieval at Mar a Lago. And at some point, Before the end of the month of December of 2021, NARA began the process of making arrangements for the documents to be securely transported from Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, to Washington, D.C. In 2022, January 18th, NARA received 15 boxes of records from Trump. Trump. Said they had twelve. Apparently, they found three more. And according to an affidavit filed by the Department of Justice, those fifteen bucket boxes included quote highly classified documents intermingled with other records end quote. On January thirty first, twenty twenty two, Nara issued a statement. That indicated some of the records that it had retrieved from Mar a Lago included records on paper, documents, I guess, on paper that had been torn up, apparently by former President Donald Trump. And they mentioned that the press had reported in 2018 that some of the folks in the White House during the Trump administration, had to recover and tape together some of the records or documents that had been torn up by Trump. You might recall hearing news stories of the plumbers in the White House saying that they had a lot of plumbing issues, and there were reports that Trump was tearing up documents and flushing them down the toilet, which was stopping them up. Really? What an idiot. (laughs) Seriously? Paper down a toilet? Toilet paper's fine because it's kind of designed to go down toilets and it's kind of designed to, you know, once it's been in water for a while, it kind of turns fuzzy and it kind of starts breaking apart on its own. Regular paper and, and facial tissues and things like that don't do that. So... I, where I live, I have septic systems for my house. I've, first time I've ever lived in a place with septic systems. And you learn very quickly that there are certain things you just do not put down the toilet or down the drain. But apparently Trump isn't intelligent enough to know that. So, and can you imagine the cost to taxpayers to pay staffers? At the White House to piece together a bunch of documents like a puzzle and then have to tape them together because this moron tore them up. And why was he tearing them up if they were something that was supposed to have been retained? Uh, apparently no worries about breaking the law with him, huh? <laughs> so February 7th, 2022. Nora issued a statement saying that it had indeed received 15 boxes of records from Mar-a-Lago in mid-January. And the statement said, quote, former President Trump's representatives have informed NARA that they are continuing to search for additional presidential records that belong to the National Archives, end quote. So that's kind of a hint that perhaps... Everything that has been returned isn't everything that they wanted, or perhaps they're admitting that there's a possibility there might be more stuff somewhere strewn around Mar-a-Lago, I guess. Okay. The next day, February the 8th, NARA released a statement that said, quote, throughout the course of the last year, NARA obtained the cooperation of Trump representatives to locate presidential records that had not been transferred to the National Archives at the end of the Trump administration. When a representative informed NARA in December 2021 that they had located some records, NARA arranged for them to be securely transported to Washington. NARA officials did not visit or raid the Mar a Lago property. End quote. I don't recall hearing that there had been a raid at this point. I know that the talking heads on the right frequently called the FBI visit later a raid when of course it was not a raid at all. Anyway, uh, must uh, must have had somebody mention some sort of a raid. February 9th, this is the next day, so here we've got February 7th, February 8th, and February 9th, Uh, things are happening. There is an office of the Inspector General at NARA, and inside that office there was a special agent who was overseeing that particular department, or I guess it's an office. And this person, for whatever reason, referred this matter to the Department of Justice. So NARA has released statements on February 7th and February 8th to the public discussing what is going on. And then the very next day, their special agent overseeing. The the Office of the Inspector General at NARA has referred the matter to the Department of Justice. So that would indicate to me that there is a, a problem. There's something that the Department of Justice needs to be aware of. On February the 18th, the archivist of the United States sent a letter to the House Oversight Committee. And in that letter, it said, quote, NARA has identified items marked as classified national security information. NARA staff has been in communication with the Department of Justice, end quote. And they're, of course, referring to the materials that were recovered from Mar-a-Lago. So apparently, that is the impetus for getting the Department of Justice involved. They have found classified national security information, which there's probably some sort of a policy that requires the Department of Justice to be notified in the event something like this happens, I'm I'm guessing. And that same day, February 18th, Trump himself issued a statement, and it said... Quote, the National Archives did not find anything they were given upon request, presidential records, in an ordinary and routine process to ensure the preservation of my legacy and in accordance with the Presidential Records Act, end quote. So they were given upon request seven months later. <laughs> he He was – Trump was not in any hurry to comply with NARA's request, obviously, because – you know, he's an important man. He has to golf and he has to go to dinners where, you know, his table at Mar-a-Lago is roped off with red velvet ropes and everybody in the restaurant has to stop eating and stand up and applaud when he enters. What an ego. Gosh. Okay. Okay. So, on April the 11th, the Department of Justice requested That the White House Counsel's Office formally transmit a letter asking that NARA provide the FBI with access to the 15 boxes that were removed from Mar a Lago. April 12th, the very next day, nara notifies trump's lawyer that it is going to provide the fbi access to those 15 boxes of documents that it received from mar-a-lago back in january on april 29th the department of justice uh, has a national security division and it sent a letter to evan corcoran who was an attorney for trump And in that letter, it stated that access to the documents taken from Mar-a-Lago is, quote, necessary for purposes of our ongoing criminal investigation, end quote. And then it continues, quote, according to NARA, among the materials in the boxes are over 100 documents with classification markings comprising more than 700 pages some include the highest levels of classification including special access program sap materials in quote those special access program materials are the ones i spoke of earlier that are very very highly uh supervised if anybody wants to actually see them you you know you have to go into a special little room they call it a skiff to, to to view the documents or to view the materials. The uh, Department of Justice continued in its letter to Corcoran that uh, it needed to have access to the documents so that they would be able to make assessments as to, quote, the potential damage resulting from the apparent manner in which these materials were stored and transported, end quote. And On that very same day, Corcoran uh, responded uh, by writing to the NAR, writing to NARA, and in his communication, he sought to delay the FBI review of the documents that were taken from Mar-a-Lago, and he stated that Trump needed time to quote, to ascertain whether any specific document is subject to privilege. And he's talking, end quote, and that he's talking of of executive privilege. And that uh, Trump would need to have the opportunity, quote, to assert a claim of constitutionally based privilege, end quote. And then on May 1st, Corcoran again communicated to Nara that He uh, was wanting them to delay the FBI review. On May 10th, in response to Corcoran's request for a delay, the acting archivist of the United States, uh, Barbara Stidell Wall, sent a letter to Corcoran stating that she. Quote, decided not to honor the former president's protective claim of privilege, end quote, which meant she was going to allow the FBI to review the documents uh, and that they could begin as soon as May 12th. Wall continued, quote, the question in this case is not a close one. She's talking about executive privilege. Continuing the quote, the executive branch here is seeking access to records belonging to and in the custody of the federal government itself, not only in order to investigate whether those records were handled in an unlawful manner, but also, as the National Security Division explained, to conduct an assessment of the potential damage resulting from the apparent manner in which these materials were stored and transported and take any necessary remedial steps." End quote. So, <laughs> things are not going the way that Trump's and his attorneys would want them to. The very next day, Trump's office Received a grand jury subpoena, which sought additional documents that bore classification markings. A Department of Justice attorney also sent a letter to Trump's lawyer requesting that a sworn statement from a Trump representative be given that any documents provided in response to the subpoena would, quote, represent all responsive records, end quote. During the period of May 16th, 17th, and 18th, FBI agents began their review of the 15 boxes that were retrieved from Mar-a-Lago by the National Archives. And in among those 15 boxes, The FBI identified, quote, 184 unique documents bearing classification markings, including 67 documents marked as confidential, 92 documents marked as secret, and 25 documents marked as top secret, end quote. On May 24th, Trump's lawyer, I'm assuming this is still Corcoran. Uh, sought an extension for complying with the subpoena. On May 25th, Corcoran sent the Justice Department a letter that asserted, among some other things, that Trump, as president, had, quote, absolute authority to declassify, quote, end quote, government documents. (laughs) You may recall that Trump said that he could Basically declassify a document by just saying, Oh, here it is, declassified. Here, see, go ahead and get it in my hand. See it? There you go. And actually, to declassify a document, it is a little more involved. He couldn't just decide in his head that a document which had been classified previously was all of a sudden um <laughs> declassified just because he wanted it to be declassified. Apparently, he would take documents to the family living area at the White House. And from what I understand, and I can't say for certain if this is true or not, he would sometimes leave those things laying around on tables or furniture in the family area. And then the cleaning staff or whoever would come in and go, oh, (laughs) another top secret. Secret document here. Somebody needs to take this back over to the West Wing. Again, I can't say that that's true. That's something that I heard, and I don't remember who I heard it from. So I can't, I can't say that there's any legitimacy to it. But honestly, would it surprise you? June second. Trump's attorney tells the Department of Justice that FBI agents can meet with him the next day and can pick up responsive documents from Mar-a-Lago. So that was a fairly quick turnaround considering that the first time Trump was contacted about documents, it took them seven months to... Gather stuff up, and this time it took uh, just a little over a week. The very next day, on June 3rd, a guy by the name of Jay Brat, who uh, was the chief of the counterintelligence and export control section in the Department of Justice's National Security Division, accompanied three other FBI agents to visit Mar-a-Lago and an attorney that was representing Trump presented them with a single red-weld envelope that contained documents, quote, in a manner that suggested counsel believed that the documents were classified, end quote. The Agents toured a storage room, and the DOJ uh, said that the storage room had 50 to 55 boxes in it, and Trump's attorney advised the agents that all of the records that had come from the White House were stored in one location, a storage room, and that there were no other records stored in any private office space or other location at the premises. And, of course, that's all from a DOJ uh, court filing. And the, there was a quote about this. It said, quote, critically, however, the former President's counsel explicitly prohibited government personnel from opening or looking inside any of the boxes that remained in the storage room giving no opportunity for the government to confirm that no documents with classification markings remained, end quote. So the agents were supposed to take Trump's attorney's word that that was it. There were no more classified documents. And a person who was also present that uh, was identified as Trump's custodian of records handed the government agents a signed certification letter that said, quote, diligent search was conducted, all documents that are responsive to the subpoena. No copy, written notation, or reproduction of any kind was retained as to any responsive document. And apparently, the initial review of the contents of the envelope revealed the following. 38 unique documents bearing classification markings, including five documents marked as confidential, 16 documents marked as secret, and 17 documents marked as top secret. End quote. June 8th, five days after this visit by the agents, the Justice Department mailed a letter, faxed a letter to Trump's lawyer. And in the letter, it basically said to Trump's attorney that Mar a Lago is not an authorized location for the storage of classified information. Yeah, big surprise there. And the Department of Justice requested that Trump's office preserve the documents and secure the room where the documents were stored. If I remember correctly, they were in a storage closet that was accessible to, I guess, people that were there at Mar-a-Lago, whether it was cleaning staff or other staff or even possibly guests. It's my understanding it was like just in a hallway somewhere where there was some public access and that, you know, there was a door and you could just open the door and, oh, look, classified documents. That's my understanding of it. So my impression may be a little different than what it actually was. On uh, June the 19th. Um, Trump designated to. Uh, representatives to the national, uh, to NARA, John Solomon, who was a journalist, and Kash Patel, who was a former top defense aide, while Trump was president. June 22nd, a lawyer for the Trump Organization confirmed to the Justice Department that uh, there are security cameras near that storage area at Mar-a-Lago. And on June 24th, the Department of Justice served a subpoena to a Trump organization lawyer seeking, quote, any and all surveillance records, videos, images, photographs, and or CCTV from internal cameras located on ground floor basement, end quote, of of course, at Mar-a-Lago. And they wanted it uh, since the date of January 10th, 2022. On July the 6th, in response to that June 24th subpoena, Trump Organization provided the Department of Justice with a hard drive. On August the 5th, the federal magistrate judge in Florida by the name of Bruce Reinhart signed a search warrant For Mar a Lago, quote, after finding probable cause that evidence of multiple federal crimes would be found at the premises, end quote. And that came from the justices, uh, from the judge's order to unseal the affidavit. On August the 8th, the FBI executed the search warrant at Mar a Lago. This is when the you-know-what hit the fan, okay? On that date, several teams or a large team of FBI agents searched the, the facility, and it took nine hours to complete their task. This search resulted in the recovery of quote, roughly 13,000 documents totaling approximately 22,000 pages, end quote. That uh, would include 13 boxes uh, that apparently contain documents with classification markings and over 100 unique documents with classification markings, more than twice the amount that had been produced on June 3rd and uh, that was in response to the grand jury subpoena that they received earlier and apparently during this FBI search the classified materials were found not only in the storage room but they also found some in Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago quote the classification levels ranged from confidential to top secret information and certain documents included additional sensitive compartments that signify very limited distribution, end quote. So this was the date, uh, this August 8th, when a lot of people were referred to the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. Well, this was not a raid. This was a court-authorized search warrant. Okay, that's a different thing. This was the result of a judge looking at the evidence that the FBI had presented to the judge. And in the judge's opinion, it was determined that there was a high level of confidence that they were going to find things there that they were searching for. And these search warrants that are that are um, signed off on by a judge, uh, they don't do those lightly. They have to really, they have to hold up to a pretty high level of scrutiny before they're signed off on. On August 11th, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General for the United States of America, confirmed that a search was held at the former president's residence, and he stated that he personally approved the request for a search warrant. So Merrick Garland had to approve the search warrant prior to the FBI going to the judge and asking for, you know, a search warrant to be issued. Quote, Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing, end quote. That's a quote from Merrick Garland. In a court filing that occurred later, apparently the Justice Department said that the government resorted to a search warrant only after the former president failed to return missing records as requested by NARA and then as required by a grand jury subpoena. So. You have to consider the fact that we have now gone way over a year at this point since the since NARA advised Trump that there were missing presidential records and that they needed them to be returned. So the point here is if... when Trump had first been contacted by NARA, let's just say in the rush to get everything ready to go, uh, rush to get out of the White House, stuff got packed in boxes that shouldn't have been taken. Maybe there was a pile of papers on his desk that he intended to be uh, taken to the National Archives or put with the stuff going to the National Archives. I'm not really sure what the procedure is on that. When you start pulling classified documents out of locked areas or wherever they're stored to go to the National Archives, I'm sure that there is a procedure that has to be followed. And perhaps those documents didn't get put where they should have been, or maybe the National Archives had already been by to pick up stuff, and somebody thought, oh, gosh, these should have gone with the National Archives. I'm going to put them in this box of Trump stuff and let him take care of it when he gets the Mar-a-Lago, and then maybe he forgot about it. Who knows? But the bottom line is when Trump first got the notice that he had stuff that was supposed to have been turned over to the National Archives, if he had complied with it immediately, all of this stuff, he didn't apparently didn't even bother to respond or didn't give them a response that was acceptable to them for like seven months. Seven months. I don't know. May, with all of this stuff, maybe it took them that long to go through all those boxes. But obviously, they missed a bunch of stuff. But the point is, if he had just said, oh, my gosh, my bad. I had no idea that we had all this stuff. We were in a hurry to get out of the White House, as you may remember. We'll get the stuff to you. And then if he had (laughs) diligently worked to get it all turned over, we probably would have not heard much about this. Or if anything, there would have probably been an item in the news about Trump had actually taken some documents to Mar-a-Lago that he shouldn't have taken. It was all a mistake in the rush to get out of the White House and that they'd all been turned over to the National Archives and were now safely stored with his other presidential records where they belong, and it would have not been a big deal. Maybe some people would have said, well, you know, what an idiot. But anyway, uh, he didn't do the right thing, obviously. And also on August the 11th, Uh, Merrick Garland said that the Department of Justice had filed a motion with the court to unseal the warrant and a copy of an inventory of seized items. This is after Trump went out on social media and on the mainstream media saying, you know, they ought to release all this stuff. I'm innocent. You know, they even searched my safe. Oh, my gosh. So I think Garland kind of called his bluff on that one. And uh the following day on August twelfth, the Southern District Court of Florida uh released a partially redacted uh search warrant and property receipt for the items that were collected at Mar-a-Lago by the uh by the FBI. And the property receipt showed that the FBI had seized records, uh, three, three different sets of records that were labeled either confidential document or miscellaneous confidential documents. And there were three sets that were labeled miscellaneous secret documents. And four sets were labeled miscellaneous top secret documents. One set was listed as various classified slash TS slash SCI documents. And that uh, TS slash SCI stands for Top Secret Sensitive Compartmented Information. That's that (laughs) really high level. Uh, Apparently, Top Secret is the highest level of classification Because the classified information, if released, would cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security, is what the National Archives apparently indicates on this website. So that's just the kind of stuff that you don't want laying around in a closet at Mar a Lago. And the search warrant that was signed off on by the judge for the search by the FBI revealed that Trump was actually under investigation for potentially violating several codes. And those were section 2071 of title 18, which uh, relates to someone who willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys a government record. The second one is Section 1519 of Title 18, which uh, applies to someone who knowingly alters, destroys, mutilates, conceals, covers up, falsifies, or makes a false entry in any record, document, or tangible object with the intent to impede, obstruct, or influence the investigation or proper administration of any matter within the jurisdiction of any department or agency of the United States. And finally, Section 793 of Title 18, which is actually a part of the Espionage Act, and it addresses gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. And at the same time, one of Trump's representatives who was uh, dealing with the with Nara uh, appeared on Fox News and basically read a statement from Trump's office that said Trump as president had a quote standing order end quote to declassify all documents taken to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> so again, oh. All of the things that are leaving the White House today that are going to Mar-a-Lago are hereby declassified. Don't know what they are. Don't know where they are. They're in some of these boxes. Maybe some of the boxes have already left. I don't know. But they're all declassified. (laughs) You know, you can't declassify stuff like that. That's just kind of ridiculous. And... uh, One of the stipulations that should be pointed out, though, is that all three of those um, laws that were cited, Section 2071, Section 1519, and Section 793 of Title 18, they apply to the mishandling of government records, regardless of whether they're classified or not. So it doesn't matter if they're classified. So that whole conversation about, oh, They were were declassified. It was a um, standing order to declassify everything or whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter if it's not. There's a protocol where these things have to go. And if they're supposed to go to the National Archives, that's where they need to go. And Trump did not send them where they were supposed to go nor did he make a good faith effort to get them to the national archives once he was notified that he had some stuff that he shouldn't have had so when you when you when you're able to hear the details and kind of have them in order you can see where <laughs> it just really makes trump and his efforts to comply or his lack of efforts to comply really makes it look even worse for him than it did in a, earlier in my opinion So now we've arrived at August 22nd in the Trump saga and an attorney representing Trump by the name of Lindsey Halligan filed a motion for judicial oversight and additional relief, and the motion requests that the court appoint a special master to review the documents collected from Mar-a-Lago during the execution of the search warrant. And to prevent any further FBI review of these documents until this special master is appointed, and it also asks that the Justice Department provide a more detailed receipt of the documents that they seized during the search, and they also wanted a uh, uh, wanted uh, seized items that were not part of the search warrant, but were taken with the stuff that was on the search warrant, returned to Trump. And apparently, if FBI agents in a search find things that are with classified documents, they take that stuff, I guess, as as well. Apparently, that's... Uh, that's just kind of procedure, I guess. So, <laughs> on August twenty twenty sixth, the Justice Department uh, did release a redacted, heavily redacted copy of the affidavit that it filed with the court in Florida to obtain the search warrant. And in the affidavit, it stated that probable cause existed to conclude that... Classified information important to the defense of the country uh, was improperly moved to Mar a Lago and had been stored in unauthorized spaces. And it said that there was also probable cause to believe that evidence of obstruction will be found at the premises. And the affidavit stated that the FBI's preliminary review found that 14 of the 15 boxes that Trump provided to NARA in mid-January contained classified information, which you have kind of gone through that previously, which it's I think that still is pretty much the same. Um, and it emphasized that uh, a lot of the information was especially sensitive information that under no circumstances <laughs> should have been taken to bar lago and stored in an office there or in a storage closet there. And then it quoted stuff in the... Uh, National Security Agency's manual, Uh, it mentions specific things, uh, which would give everybody cause to be concerned that those documents were in an uncontrolled environment. And on August 27th, a U.S. district judge in Florida by the name of Aileen M. Cannon, a Trump judge, by the way, issued a preliminary order that indicated that her uh, preliminary intent to appoint a special master and that uh, it's scheduled a September 1st hearing on Trump's motion. A lot of legal experts felt that Judge Cannon was out of her scope of authority to do what she did with the special master. And on August the 29th, the DOJ notified Cannon, Judge Cannon, that its privilege review team completed its review of the documents uh, for claims of attorney, client, or other privileges, and that it identified a limited set of materials that potentially contained attorney, client, privileged information. August 30th, the Justice Department filed a motion opposing the appointment of a special master, calling it unnecessary and saying it would significantly harm important governmental interests, including national security interests. And the whole point of this was, of course, that the Department of Justice and the, you know, they needed to go through all of this stuff to see exactly what was there. And furthermore, to see if there were still things missing, because there were a whole bunch of folders that were found that were marked, classified, or had markings on them that indicated the contents were of a secret nature, and they were empty. So where are the documents that were in those file folders? That's a concern, especially when you consider the fact that Trump, you know, has ties to people in foreign countries, people who are not necessarily friendly with the United States and would probably pay a very dear price for highly sensitive, top-secret information, huh? And... Trump needs money. He always seems like he needs money. Not saying anything went on there, but I'm just saying seems a little uh, suspicious to me. So it went through a whole bunch of stuff about that um, you know, it's a visit to Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd and that there were, you know, Multiple sources of evidence, um, and that uh, there was government records that had likely been concealed and removed from a storage room at Mar-a-Lago, and uh, that when agents were actually at that location, that they weren't allowed to inspect the boxes that were in that room, which was already documented. So they went through all of the stuff that had happened. And on September the 1st, in response to the DOJ's motion opposing the appointment of a special master, Trump's legal guys filed a response and they said that the search of mar lago the search warrant that was issued by a judge, was, quote, unprecedented, unnecessary, and legally unsupported raid. End quote. Well, yeah, I I agree. It probably was unprecedented because most presidents don't try to hide stuff from the National Archives. And it was necessary because he had not complied. The National Archives told him there was stuff missing. And I mean, here we are a year and a half later, we're still messing with him trying to get all this stuff. Why didn't he just return it? So. Yes, it was necessary. And it was uh supported legally because uh <laughs> there's classified documents and he's not entitled to have them. It doesn't matter if he was a former president or not. If you're not entitled to have them, you're not entitled to have them. So there you go. And the court filing um um said, you know, quote, possession by a president of his own presidential records. Well, the fact of the matter is he's not the president any longer. He is a former president, and those uh, presidential records actually belong to the United States. They're not his. They're not his personal records to do as he chooses. They belong to the United States. Taxpayers footed the bills for the creation of all of those records, and— they're expected to be stored and handled in a manner that is consistent with the law. He, Trump, did not do that. And he had an opportunity to remedy it, and he didn't do it. So, um, at the hearing, Judge Cannon listens to arguments um, about the special master, and uh in the hearing, she said that she's going to order the release of uh, of more uh, of a more detailed list of the documents that were seized from Mar-a-Lago, and that would be released to the public. But she's going to think about the special master thing for a while. September second, Justice Department releases a more detailed list in compliance with the judge's. Um, order, and uh, that list included 48 empty folders that were marked as having uh, classified material at one time, and there were also 42 empty folders that were marked as return to staff secretary military aid, 28 of them were in Trump's office. And it's not clear if the documents that were once in those empty folders were recovered somewhere else in another box, or maybe they got shoved into the wrong folder at some point. not clear at this point. So uh, the the total is that the, the list shows the FBI took possession of 18 governmental documents marked top secret, 54 as secret, 31 marked as confidential. And seven of the documents marked as top secret were from Trump's office, and 17 marked as secret were from Trump's office, and three marked as confidential were from Trump's office. So the stuff was spread out between at least two different locations at Mar-a-Lago. On September the 5th, Judge Cannon granted Trump's Request for the appointment of a special master to review the seized property. And she placed a temporary injunction on the government's use of the seized materials for criminal investigative purposes, pending resolution of the special master's review process. And she stipulates that the Office of the Director of National Intelligence can continue to review and use the material seized for purposes of intelligence classification and national security assessments. <laughs> so she, uh, we we now know was completely out of line on most of these things. Uh, and apparently I think at this point, she may have realized that she maybe had made a mistake in the special master thing. And on September the 8th, three days later, the Justice Department notified the court that it was going to appeal Cannon's special master ruling. And pending that appeal, The decision of the outcome of that appeal the department filed a motion seeking a partial stay of canon's order to allow the department to continue reviewing the classified material uh for (laughs) obvious reasons it needs to know what's there what's missing all of that and the department of justice said that the review process was necessary to prevent irreparable harm to the government and the public concerning national security risks. And, you know, uh, there was nuclear stuff, apparently not information about our nuclear information, but there was nuclear information for another country, which... I don't believe at this point anybody still knows which country it was or how specific that information was, but you could see where that could certainly be cause for concern for the country that uh, is involved in in that information. And uh, just a bunch of legal stuff. And then uh, on September the 12th, uh, the lawyers for Trump filed a motion opposing the government's motion for a partial stay uh, regarding the review of classified material. So at every turn, Trump is doing exactly what he's always done. Delay, 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 delay. It's always worked for him. So that's what he is continuing to do. Just the same thing that, uh, that they've always done. Uh, On uh, September the 12th, uh, the um, lawyers for Trump said that there's just no indication that any purported classified records were disclosed to anyone. Well, okay. I mean, obviously, if somebody else had something classified in their possession and they could hand it to the uh Department of Justice saying, uh, you know, I, Trump ran this off, gave me a copy of this while I was eating dinner at Mar-a-Lago one night. That would obviously <laughs> would obviously prove that uh, there had been some disclosure, but who knows? And it says that the government has not proven that these records remain classified. Again, it doesn't matter if they're Classified or not, There's, the, Trump's attorneys are still arguing about classified documents as if it mattered. It doesn't matter if they're classified. They were not where they were supposed to be. He was not supposed to have them. And they went through this whole thing about uh, uh, there were two special master candidates suggested by Trump's legal team. And uh, the DOJ said then in a court filing that it would uh, be okay with U.S. District Judge Raymond J. Deary, who is in the Eastern District of New York. They thought he would be acceptable. And uh, the department also supported the selection of its two candidates. Both were retired federal judges. Uh, Deary was nominated by Ronald Reagan uh, to the court back in 1986 and has had senior status since 2011, which means his seat became vacant, but that he can still take uh, cases and Cannon would have to approve Deary or one of the others uh, as special master. On September 15th, Cannon did indeed appoint Deary as the special master and rejected the DOJ's request to allow its criminal investigators to regain access to materials uh, until um Derry, I guess had a chance to go through and make a determination of uh whether or not the, the DOJ had a legitimate reason for being concerned about what the materials uh, were involved in in the uh uh in the inspection of all of those materials and the DOJ did warn in its motion for partial stay of Cannon's order that uh, delaying the criminal investigation into the mishandling of classified records would cause irreparable harm and uh, gave her all of the reasons why, um, <laughs> why it might be a problem for the United States for our national security. And in her order, Cannon says that she isn't willing to accept the DOJ's word that quote, all of the approximately 100 documents isolated by the government and papers physically attached to them are classified government records, end quote. And indicated that that was a dispute that the the special master would need to resolve. Of course, again, um... I would say this is an incident where you want to err on the side of caution, and you want to make sure that there aren't classified things in there that could be a huge problem rather than let it just kind of rest for a while. So, anyway, on September 21st, a three-judge appeals panel agreed to give the Justice Department investigators access to the documents and the US Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit uh also ordered uh that the uh, agreed with the DOJ position that Trump's lawyers and the special master don't need to review the documents that the government has deemed to be classified. And in the order it said quote the United States argues that the district court likely erred. In exercising its jurisdiction to enjoin the United States' use of the classified records in its criminal investigation and to require the United States to submit the marked classified documents to a special master for review. End quote. And then it said, quote, We agree. End quote. And. I think that was the point where everybody pretty much decided that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals basically slapped Judge Cannon in the face and said you're out of your league, honey. <laughs> I remember a lot of legal scholars, uh prosecutors, criminal attorneys commenting on Television at that time that 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 was uh, should have been a huge embarrassment to to Judge Cannon. So on October the fourth, uh, Trump filed an application with U.S. Supreme Court to partially vacate the Eleventh Circuit ruling, and in it, the Trump's attorney said that the circuit court lacked the authority to overturn Judge Cannon's order. Directing the special master to review classified documents taken from mar on August the 8th. And uh, on October 13th, the Supreme Court issued a one-sentence unsigned ruling denying Trump's application for the High Court to partially vacate the 11th Circuit ruling. On October the 14th, the Justice Department filed an appeal with the the 11th Circuit Court seeking to reverse Cannon's order and end the Special Master's Review. On November the 15th, Trump announces that he will run for president in 2024. Yawn. On November the 18th, Attorney General Merrick Garland appoints Jack Smith, a former Justice Department prosecutor. Uh, to oversee all of the investigations regarding, uh, I think, everything about Trump, the, the, everything. The January 6th insurrection, the uh, attempt to falsify electoral votes, the documents at Mar-a-Lago, the whole bit. And so uh, that seemed to be a turning point. I wasn't sure at first if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but it seems like it might have been a good thing in the long run. I still wish they would get on with it because it seems like it is taking an awfully long time. Uh, December 1st, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit overturns a lower court ruling that granted Trump's request for a special master. The decision was unanimous, and it ended the special master review of the documents, and it allowed the Justice Department criminal investigation to proceed. The judges wrote, quote, the law is clear. We cannot write a rule that allows any subject of a search warrant to block government investigations after the execution of the warrant, nor can we write a rule that allows only former presidents to do so. Either approach would be a radical reordering of our case law, limiting the federal court's involvement in criminal investigations. End quote. So... That's kind of where we're at right now, and I think it's clear that Trump, giving him as much leeway as I possibly can, I'm going to say that there may have been some confusion in the final days in the White House, and because he refused to—well, we know that he knows that he lost the election— but because he publicly refused to admit that he lost even though he knew he did and apparently didn't want to have the media report oh yes there's moving vans at the white house so apparently trump is moving out anyway i think he wanted to put up the appearance that he was going to stay no matter what and so if you if you give him a huge break and say okay maybe this stuff did accidentally get move to Mar-a-Lago. When Nara first contacted Trump in the spring of 2021 and notified him that they were missing some presidential records, had he responded promptly and returned at least most of it, and said let me know if there's stuff missing we we will continue to look but this is what we came up with the, well, with on our initial search if he had made a good faith effort to respond and if he'd made a good faith effort to comply i would have probably been willing to cut him a little bit of slack but he didn't and Public comments that he's made during this period of time indicate that he feels that he's entitled to his presidential records. And again, doing the same thing he's always done before, deny, 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 it's not my fault, somebody else did it, I'm not responsible, I didn't know anything about it, this belongs to me, it's not classified, even though it doesn't matter if it's classified or not, you're not supposed to have it. So. There you go. And I guess we're still waiting to find out what the result's going to be, but it seems pretty obvious to me that Trump did very little to comply with his responsibilities and obligations as a former president to make sure that these records are handled, were handled, and are kept in the location that is specified by law. And this has been an incredibly long episode, folks. I'm very sorry. I started going through all of this stuff and I thought, oh my gosh. So I'm gonna do Biden on the next episode and I'm gonna try to get that taken care of and published today. It's uh, Thursday, it's early afternoon. So it'll take me a while to edit and then I'll get uh, Biden's done and get that. If not today, I'll definitely get it tomorrow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I hope you have a great day, unless you have other plans. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you would subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.